millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Happy Monday, Madvesting Monday and Thursdays at 9.30 a.m. every single week. Today we're going to talk about something very interesting, which is the inversion of many things. Hello, everyone that's just joining. So when we talk about the inversion of thoughts, I'll wait for a couple more people to get on before I get into that so that no one misses this. Um, When we talk about inversion and things in our world that are inverted, it is most things that we... Hi, everyone. It is most things that we've learned, that we know, that are so deeply ingrained in us are all inverted upside down. That's religion. um, That's our teachings in school. All the things that we know have been inverted and turned upside down. So most of the things that we know are actually the opposite of what truly is. 
So, <clears throat> okay, I'll get started. Um, talking about the inversion of thought. And I would love to know your, your opinion on this. So anybody that wants to chime in when we're talking about the inversion of thought. Everything that happens in our world, in our exterior world, affects us inside, right? Something happens to me out here and it hurts me on the inside. Someone did this to me and now I am hurt on the inside, right? So what if... And based on all these things that I'm reading, based on all these teachings, based on the science of things, what if everything that happened on the outside is something that you already had happen on the inside? So if we're taught that in order for us to be saved, that's on the outside of us or anything like that, anything that happens to us. But what if I said that everything that happens to us on the outside is something that we manifested first on the inside? Is something that was an assumption of our thoughts that became our reality? Uh, exactly. It's <laughs> morning or morning. So if things that happened to you on your outside were first imagined on your inside, whether it was the exact thought of what happened or if it was your belief system. Many of us have the belief, I am not worthy, I am not chosen, I am abandoned, I'm not healthy, I am always sick. Whatever your belief system is and that happens to you on the outside. I am lonely. So say if your affirmation was, I am lonely. Then it shows you on the outside that maybe your friends just don't call you this week or maybe you were left out of plans. But was it the people on the outside that created this scenario or was it your belief system on the inside that then created the scenario? So we are taught that things that happen on the outside hurt my feelings on the inside. But your belief system from everything that I've been seeing, everything that I've been able to study fairly recently is that everything that we're taught is inverted. So if we understood how powerful our thoughts and our consciousness was, we would have a different outcome in life. So if we had the thoughts from childhood that maybe I'm not chosen, I'm not loved, um, whatever it is, if we are able to be conscious of those thoughts that run us and we change them, how much would our life then change on the outside? If you began to rearrange your thoughts and your consciousness to know I'm always chosen. I have an abundance of friends or I have so much fun every day. My life is so amazing all the time. And we change those ideas, rearrange them in our mind and then started to see that in our outer reality. How powerful would we truly be? How powerful would humans be? We would never be able to be controlled. So I believe that this thought system or consciousness system was completely inverted to take the power away from ourselves. To not understand that my mind creates my reality. And if I understood that my mind creates my reality, my reality would be so much different. But we're taught that the outside world just happens and then we get hurt on the inside from it. Or that's confirmation that we're not healthy, that we're not worthy, that um, we live in fear or that I am powerless. All those things that happen on the outside we think that it just happens, that life just happens. But if we understood that the reason why things unfold in our life is because of our thoughts, and if we were able to think about our thoughts, change our thoughts, then change the reality, 
we flip the game of life. The whole matrix system is an inversion. So everything that we're taught, which this book is called Your Faith is Your Fortune, which is another... Um, let me just read some comments. Uh, that's interesting. Never thought about it from that perspective. So I'm all about, obviously, like uncovering things in life and wanting the answers to many things in life. And when you read books like this that talks about the Bible and how these Bible teachings were about our consciousness, not actual stories, but about our consciousness. So the book, Your Faith is Your Fortune. Karen, thank you for writing that. I'll just um, pin that. Your faith is your fortune. So just the title alone, your faith in something is your fortune in something. Or your faith is your misfortune. If your faith is in, I'll never have anything. I'm always alone. I'm sick all the time. I never get what I want. If you live in that mindset, your faith is in that mindset. So your faith in that, your belief in that is going to be your misfortune in life. Or your faith is your fortune where my faith that something amazing is going to happen to me is also going to be my fortune. We have the choice. So this is this is going to be a little interesting for people because this is has to your faith is your fortune has to deal with the Bible and consciousness, which is super mind blowing. Okay, so it says nothing has ever appeared in a man's world but what man has decreed that it should. Nothing has ever appeared in our world that we have not decreed in our mind that it should. This you may deny. But try as you will, you cannot disprove, for this decreeing is based upon a changeless principle. Man does not command things to appear by his words, which are, more often than not, a confession of his doubts and fears. So if we have all these doubts and all these fears every day that just automatically run your life, that is what is showing up. That is what is showing up every single day, right? Decreeing is ever done in consciousness. Every man automatically expresses that which he is conscious of being. So our expression into our 3D reality is what we're conscious of being. The universe doesn't give us what we want. It gives us what we are. So if you could break down what it is that you truly are on the inside, what are the thoughts that dominate me? What are my dominating thoughts? What are the thoughts that run my life? What are the thoughts that ruin my life every day? We all have them. But most people are so used to being in a negative state of mind. They just think that they were born with this mind. And it's just unfortunate. I have a shitty life. And it's just, this is just who I am. How many people have you heard say, it's just who I am? No, motherfucker, that is a choice. It is not just who you are. It is your programs. So part of that is true. It is your program on the inside. But it's your choice of whether you want to stay in that state of consciousness or if you want to change it. So that is a choice. Without effort or the use of words at every moment of time, man is commanding himself to be and possess, which he is conscious of being and possessing. I don't believe in coincidences, no. Not after doing all this and studying things. Every moment of time, man, we are commanding himself to be and possess that which we are conscious of being. 
So if you are conscious, of, <laughs> you like the no motherfucker. If you are conscious of being poor, every day you're like, I can't afford that. How am I going to pay my rent this month? I don't have enough money for bills. If that, if that is what you are conscious of being, that is what you will be. That is what you are. This changeless principle of expression is dramatized in all of the Bibles of the world. The writers of our sacred books were illumined mystics, past masters in the art of psychology. Okay? In telling the story of the soul, they personified this impersonal principle in the form of a historical document, both to preserve it and to hide it from the eyes of the uninitiated. Today, those to whom this great treasure has been entrusted, namely the priesthood of the world, have forgotten that the Bibles are psychological dramas representing the consciousness of man. In their blind forgetfulness, they now teach their followers to worship its characters as men and women who actually lived in time and space. So in their forgetfulness that the, uh, the Bible is a psychological drama of our consciousness and what it is, they are teaching, which is what I've learned in religion, which is what we have all learned in most of our religions, that these figures in the Bible were actually men and women that actually lived. Right? So this gets interesting. When man sees the Bible as a great psychological drama with all of its characters and actors as the personified qualities and attributes of our own consciousness, then, and only then, will the Bible reveal the light of its symbology. This impersonal principle of life which made all things is personified as God. This Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, is discovered to be man's awareness of being. If man were less bound by orthodoxy and more intuitively observant, he could not fail to notice in the reading of the Bible that the awareness of being is revealed hundreds of times throughout this literature. So we talk about the I am. I am everything. Everything is I am. So, to name a few, I am hath set me unto you. Be still and know that I am God. I am the Lord and there is no God. These are all readings from the Bible before anybody freaks out. I am the shepherd. I am the door. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way. I am is consciousness. I am the beginning and the end. So it says I am. Man's unconditioned awareness of being is revealed as Lord and creator of every conditioned state of being. If man would give up his belief in a God apart from himself, which is what we're taught, which is why I talk about inversion, right? If man would give up belief in, his, in being apart from himself, recognize his awareness of being to be God, he would transform his world from a barren waste to a fertile field of his own liking. So basically saying that we are, and I've said this before and people are like, freak out when you talk about the I am. I am, that, that God is not apart from us. So if God is not outside of us praying like, oh, I'm praying to God and realize that God is our consciousness and God is our awareness, that we could have whatever we want in life. And that life doesn't have to be so fucking hard. Life can be so much simpler 
by understanding that our consciousness is what gives us what we have in life. So we create our heaven or our hell. And it's like that too is in religion. It teaches you it's heaven is a place that you go to and hell is a place that you go to. Heaven is a fucking place that you go to in your mind and hell is a place that you go to in your mind. I am living proof of that. I've been to hell many times in my life. I willingly chose that shit. I chose it. It's within my consciousness that whatever it was that was programmed into my being that led me to hell. But it was also my state of being that led me to a heaven as well. So, the day man does this, he will know that he and his father are one, but his father is greater than he. Our consciousness is greater than our existence. We are all such magical beings through the consciousness, but that was all inverted and taken away from us. That power that we all possess was taken away from us and placed outside of ourselves. He will know that his consciousness of being is one that which he is conscious of being. <clears throat> but that his conditioned consciousness of being is greater than his conditioned state or his conception of self. Are we following this? Because some of this language gets a little... Thank you. This language gets a little heavy sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know what this fucking word salad is, but I am going cross-eyed reading it. But once you truly understand what it is that they're portraying, it gets a lot easier to really put the puzzle pieces together. Um, so... Ye shall decree a thing, and it shall come to pass. So if we decree a thing in our mind, it shall come to pass in our reality. Okay, good, you're following. I'm so glad, because sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if I'm just like, if I understand this, and maybe this sounds weird out loud, I don't know. Okay, let's get back to... When man gives up his belief in a God apart from himself and begins to recognize his awareness of being, to be God, as did Jesus and the prophets, this all comes full circle, because I was very confused about the religion piece and all this stuff, which I still love to look into astrotheology, but this makes so much sense. So when man gives up his belief in a God apart from himself, remembering that God is within us, and begins to recognize his awareness of being to be God, as did Jesus and the prophets, he will transform his world with the realization, I and my father, otherwise known as the man in the clouds, that's what we were taught. I and my father are one, but my father is greater than I. He will know that his consciousness is God, and that which he is conscious of being is the sun-bearing witness of God the Father. I am the beginning and the end. That is all things or conceptions of myself begin and end with me. When you start reading about this, it becomes very clear. Life just starts to unravel rather quickly. And even makes you a little insane. Me. When I'm reading this stuff, I'm just like this. Oh my God, my whole life is a lie. Everything is crumbling in front of my face. Because it makes so much sense. I am the beginning and the end. 
That means all things, all conceptions of myself begin and end with me. I am the beginning and the end. So when you see these terms in the Bible and it's referring to your consciousness, you see things in a whole different manner. And it's crazy. It's fucking mind-blowing. All things or conceptions of myself begin and end with me. I am the beginning and the end. Like, for example, when people have this idea in their mind or they go to the doctors and they're really sick and the doctor says, yeah, you're only going to have, you know, two months to live. And that is imprinted in your consciousness, in the Father. Right? I am the beginning and the end. When that is in your consciousness, when that is locked into your consciousness, you already know that is my end. It's in your consciousness. That's the end. I am the beginning and the end. Or you can take the situation and a doctor says to you, yeah, you're only going to have two months to live. And you take that and say, I am so healthy. Every single day you declare your health. You see yourself healthy. You see yourself 20 years down the line with grandchildren or whatever it is. I am the beginning and the end. I am the beginning and the end. Jesus discovered this glorious truth and declared himself to be one with God. Not the God that man had fashioned, which is the God outside of ourselves and praying to God, right? For he never recognized such a God. This is very interesting. Jesus found God to be his awareness of being. And so he told man that the kingdom of God in heaven were within. So he told man that the kingdom of God and heaven were within. So when we start to understand God and heaven are within us, it's our consciousness. When it is recorded that Jesus left the world and went to his father, it is simply stating that he turned his attention from the world of senses and rose in consciousness to the level which he wanted to express. So Jesus got to such a high level of consciousness and he lived in that. He desired that. So that's what happened in his reality. So when they talk about Jesus creating miracles and all these things, he got people to believe in his ability to heal. So therefore that person healed themselves. But it was his conviction in what he can do that made other people heal. So they said that he was a light worker, that he was a miracle worker. He rose to such a high level of consciousness because in his mind, through his God, the father, his consciousness, he saw all those things. He saw that he could rise to this level of consciousness and he ascended to that. This all starts to make so much more sense. When he returned to the world of man, he could act with the positive assurance, that of which he was conscious of being. A state of consciousness no one but himself felt or knew that he possessed. So we can all get to a certain level of consciousness or awareness, but no one else is going to feel that because that is ours. That's our relationship with God, with our consciousness, right? I manifest meeting you one day. Well, see it to be true and it will be. Thank you. The pinned comment is the book. I just want to read some. All the answers are within. Mine is stronger than everything. There's women who literally are not pregnant but believe they are so their bellies grow and literally have a birth of nothing but fluids. The mind is so strong. 
And that is so true. Our mind is that powerful to make these things happen, right? If you are dissatisfied with your present expression of life, then you must be born again. Rebirth is the dropping of that level with which you are dissatisfied and rising to that level of consciousness which you desire to express. So if you do not like your present reality, thank you, if you do not like your present reality, if you're dissatisfied with the expression that is your life, you must drop. Rebirth is the dropping of that level which you are dissatisfied and rising to the level of consciousness of which you want to be. So if you don't like the way that your life is, how can you rearrange your thoughts? How can you see things in a more positive light? When you're so used to thinking negatively all the time, it's very difficult to change that mindset, but it is not an impossibility. You can start with affirming different things so that when you have a thought that comes up in your mind, immediately replace it with something that is positive. Where do they get the people to say that? I don't know what that question means. This is a big one. Because <laughs> I do this. Joe Astrid in the house. You cannot serve two masters or opposing states of consciousness at the same time. You cannot serve two masters or opposing states of consciousness at the same time. Which means, when you're trying to affirm something... Joe, because I'm punished. That's why you didn't get my notifications. They're squashing my account right now. I'm punished. But whatever. So how can I not serve two masters at the same time? So if you want something in your life, say you want abundance in your life and you have been in a poverty mindset your whole life and you're affirming like, I'm, you know, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I have the best dream job. Like, thank you for my dream job. And even though it's not true in your reality, right? That's what you're affirming for. But your dominant thoughts, right after you affirm that I am, I'm abundant and all this really great stuff, your dominating thoughts, your old story, which Neville Goddard calls the old man, the old man's in the background saying, you'll never get that. You're kidding yourself. It is that old story that dominates. So it says you cannot serve two masters or two states of being at the same time. Whatever story holds more weight is the story that is going to come into your reality. And it's not easy. Again, it's not easy. But little by little, you will make movement. If every time you have a bad thought and you're very aware of those limiting beliefs that you have and you automatically replace them, it's going to start to get easier. It's going to start to get easier and easier. You're going to see things little by little start to change in your life. It's not easy but it is possible the fact and this makes me irate the fact that we've been taught that whatever happens outside of us affects the inside of us instead of whatever happens inside our mind first then happens in our reality everything is upside down in this matrix system but we have the choice when we have the pro proper information to change that. Change is difficult. Changing the mind is probably the hardest task that you will ever come across, which is why it says heaven and earth, or I'm sorry, heaven and hell 
or, or, inside, or is an inside state of mind is a state of mind. You can live in a state of mind of heaven or you can live in a state of mind of hell, but we get to choose that. But we have to consciously choose that. Every time we have a thought, and it's all day long, so it's this constant battle of separating the thoughts and then rewriting the thoughts. Scripting, writing down your thoughts helps. Visualizing helps because it gets you in a different state of mind. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now visualizing is my favorite some people like affirmations better some people like to script better but i like to do visualizations when um whether it's right in the morning or at night or even in the middle of the day to do different meditations that are living in the wish fulfilled that i want because it's it's like um you're really really there some people just like affirmations like you know my, one of my affirmations, I always talk about this, an overabundance of money flows freely to me through my talents. That's specific. So an overabundance of money is coming to me through any talents that I have. Thank you, universe, right? But if you aren't specific with it and you go back and forth between having a poverty mindset and having an abundant mindset, you cancel out as much as possible those limiting beliefs that you have. And then we make small shifts every single time um, that we have those thoughts and that we recognize them. But if you're not aware of those thoughts and you just automatically let your your subconscious be in the driver's seat, that's giving you whatever your outside world is. That's showing you where you are. So if you're looking at your outside world and you don't like it, that is a reflection of your inside world. Whatever it is, is showing you. It's mirroring to you what you truly are because the world doesn't give us what we want it gives us what we are at that time let me see if I, okay let's go back to rise to the level of any state is to automatically become that state in expression but in order to to rise to the level that you are now expressing you must completely drop the consciousness with which you are now identified until you present conscious your present consciousness is dropped you will not be able to rise to another level, but do not be dismayed. 
This letting go of your present identity is not as difficult as it might appear to be. The invitation of the scriptures to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord is not given to a select few. It is a sweeping call to all of mankind. The body from which you are invited to escape is your present conception of yourself with all of its limitation. While the Lord with whom you are to be present is your awareness of being. So it's saying to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. So everything that you have embodied in your life, we have to somehow let that go. Let go of your old story. And again, like I just said, very little by little by little by little, we let go of our old story. If I'm not chosen, lives you. I'm not chosen by my friends. I'm not chosen by my family. I'm not chosen by my loved one or whatever it is. Every time that you have that feeling, no matter what it is, you replace it automatically. I'm always chosen. I am so loved. I get so much love, I don't even know what to do with it. So be absent from the body and be present with the Lord, which is your consciousness. Um, it, the, the book is pinned. It's called Your Faith is Your Fortune by Neville Goddard. To accomplish this seemingly impossible feat, you take your attention away from your problem and place it upon just being. That's why uh, meditation is so important. And I feel is the most effective because when you're doing a meditation, like you are just present and you are just being. And sometimes it took me so long to even understand what meditation was. It took me so long to be able to get into a certain level of stillness to where like all these thoughts weren't coming in and out of my mind which they still do, then I'm just like, okay, you can go. Thank you. You can go. You can go. So to accomplish a seemingly impossible feat, take your attention away from your problem and place it upon just being. You say silent but feelingly, I am, I am, I am, I am, repeatedly. I like to do, um, I like to do guided meditations. That helps me a lot more. Some people maybe just like binaural beats or just listening to different music or even just being in silence. But I like guided meditations, like I need to be told what to do or else my mind wanders. Ben, thank you. Um, so in order to not get my mind to wander, I have to listen to somebody telling me what I need to be doing, right? Um, so simply feel that you are faceless and formless and continue doing so until you feel yourself floating. Floating is a psychological state which completely denies the physical. Through practice and relaxation and willfully refusing to react to sensory impressions, it is possible to develop a state of consciousness of pure receptivity. So you're purely receiving in that mode. It's surprisingly an easy accomplishment. In this state of complete detachment, a definite singleness of purposeful thought can be indelibly engraved upon your unmodified consciousness. Jesus. This state of consciousness is necessary for true meditation. So once you get into that really relaxed state to where you almost feel like you're going to fall asleep, but you still hear the music, you still know what's going on around you, but you're in this in-between state. And this is for people that don't meditate. I mean, it took me a really long time to even understand it. Like I said, I just didn't get what meditation was. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm so impatient. Like my mind is going all over the place. But yoga honestly helped me tremendously with being able to still the mind. They say that yoga is the stilling of the mind. It's like, that's, it's so, it seems so impossible. And once you get to a certain level of that awareness, like you're able to just be aware of everything that's happening, but also be aware of nothing at the same time. 
This wonderful experience of rising and floating is a signal that you are absent from the body or problem and are now present with the Lord. In this expanded state, you are not conscious of being anything but the I am. Yep, you were definitely an awaking Christ consciousness. I mean, I hope to get there someday. When this expansion of consciousness is attained within this formless deep state of yourself, give form to the new conception by claiming and feeling yourself to be that which you, before you entered into the state, desired to be. So what is it that you desire? So when you're in that state of consciousness, when you are in that relaxed state, Think about what it is that you want. You have to create a scene around that. So if it's that you have your dream home, you wake up every single morning. So say your story is you wake up every single morning and you feel the rug underneath of your feet. What does it look like? What does the surroundings look like? What does it smell like in your, in your new home? What do the walls look like? Is the sun coming in through the window? What are all these details that you can create this to be and feel real? So that after you get done this meditation of your I am-ness, you're like, holy shit, like that actually happened. And your consciousness doesn't know if that really happened and you experienced it in the real physical form or if you just imagine that. So if our consciousness doesn't know if we truly experienced that or not, it assumes that it's real. So when you do that every day, and when you're constantly in that state every single day of living in exactly what you want through a meditative state of mind, the entire universe conspires to make it real. So that's what I was talking about in the beginning of this slide is that the way that we believe our world works is inverted. We believe everything outside of ourselves affects us inside. He did this to me. She did this to me. So now I feel this. If we understood truly that I manifested that situation and then it happened in the reality, that I had full control of my world and what happens in it. Everything is an inversion. So if we understood that, so once we go into that meditative state, we see the, the, the story that we want to happen in our real lives, our consciousness isn't aware if it's real or if it isn't. So it's going to bring those puzzle pieces together. Even if you don't see it right away, even if it takes months for you to manifest something, it doesn't mean that puzzle pieces aren't moving to bring that together and to bring that into fruition into your life. That person is not making you feel anything. Correct. We embody that within ourselves. Whether it's even that exact person, whatever it is in ourselves, we are going to get that experience through somebody else. Everyone is you pushed out. So if that is true that everyone is us, us pushed out, every person around us is showing us exactly what we are thinking of ourselves on the inside. As you claim and feel yourself to be the thing desired, you are crystallizing. Oops. Wait, where? You are crystallizing this liquid light that you are into the image and likeness of that which you are conscious of being. You are conscious of being poor, unhealthy, overweight, all negative things or to yourself that are negative. That is what you are conscious of being. So that is what you are going to be in your outside world. But if you're conscious of being the healthiest person on earth, whatever that looks like to you, and I have 
an amazing body and my smile lights up a room and everybody loves me and all these great affirmations. If that is what your story is and that is what you are conscious of being, that is exactly what you're going to be. My dog Tigger actually does make me feel love and happiness. So does Leo. Leo's the best. No one else can make you feel anything that you don't already have within you. Exactly, Mare. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Now that the law of your being has been revealed to you, begin this day to change your world by revaluing yourself. Too long has man been held to the belief that he is born of sorrow and he must work out his salvation by the sweat of his brow. God is impersonal and no respecter of persons. So long as man continues to walk in this belief of sorrow, so long he will walk in a world of sorrow and confusion. For the world in its every detail is man's consciousness crystallized. In the book of Numbers it is recorded. There were giants in the land, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and we were in their sight as grasshoppers. So basically that's saying, there were these giants in the land, and in our own mind we saw ourselves as very small, very powerless. And so in their sight, the giants, we were also as small as grasshoppers. So if we think of the government as the giants and we see ourselves as helpless small little grasshopper beings we're little itty bitty things and we are completely helpless so the government will view us as such as long as we hand our power over to anyone outside of ourselves they will be viewed as the giant and you're going to view yourself as the fucking grasshopper so you have the choice in your life to take a person or an idea off of the pedestal off of the pedestal and look at it as unattainable and you make yourself the giant in your reality and you make that idea or person the grasshopper because you are the actor director the writer and the star of your own film of your life so as long as we look at things as giant that giant is going to see us as something smaller than it. But if we rearrange our mind to see ourselves as the giant and as powerful as we are, then nothing can take our power away. Nothing can make you powerless. Yes, I call it fighting your own inner Goliath, the David and Goliath story. Hey, I like that. Andrew, that's a, that's a good one. David and Goliath as our inner story. You could either view yourself as the giant or you can view yourself as the small person. And it is a battle that, that big because our consciousness is that big. And by taking control of that in some way and reformulating how we view ourselves... So it says, today is the day, the eternal now, when conditions in the world have attained the appearance of giants. The unemployed, the armies of the enemy, business competition are the giants which make, which make you feel yourself to be a helpless grasshopper. So we have the choice to see ourselves as the helpless grasshopper or to see ourselves as the giant. 
in the world. We are told we were first in our own sight helpless grasshoppers and because of this conception of ourselves, we were to the enemy helpless grasshoppers. We can be to others only that which we are to ourselves. We can be to others only that which we are to ourselves. If we are see ourselves as useless and helpless and poor and never chosen and not attractive and not confident, we can only be to others only that which we are to ourselves. We're going to leave it at that. I'm just going to read a little bit more and then. Wait, where did it go? Therefore, as we revalue ourselves and begin to feel ourselves to be the giant, the center of power, we automatically change our relationship to the giants, reducing these former monsters to their true place, making them appear to be the helpless grasshopper. I am the light of the world. Wait, with the result of a... Okay, it is to the Greeks a stumbling block with the result that man continues to walk in darkness rather than awake to the realization, I am the light of the world. Man has so long worshipped the images of his own making that at first he finds this revelation blasphemous. But the day man discovers and accepts this principle as the basis of his life, that day man slays his belief in God apart from himself. So I think if, thank you for this, it comes at the most crucial, perfect time. I'm so glad because this comes at a good time for me too. Um, so the day the man accepts this principle as the basis of his life, that day man slays his belief in a God apart from himself. This book is crazy. Like when you first start reading it, you're just going to be like, I don't know what this is. What is it saying? But then as you start to read it, as you start to understand the way that Neville talks, things become a lot more clear. And I needed to hear the last 10 minutes of this spot on for me today like magic. I'm so glad because when I read this yesterday, like... All these light bulbs just go off, you know. Um, your faith is your fortune. Our faith in ourselves is our fortune in our life. And if we believe in, truly believe in getting exactly what we want in life, that's going to be our fortune. But if you continue to stay in the mindset of everything is bigger than me and I am helpless, I can't change anything. I have such a hard life. Why is my life like this? This is a lack mentality. So that we have to do something else, which is called your mental diet. What is your mental diet? Feeding your mind with things and messaging that is going to continue to change your path and your way of thinking and your I amness. If you look at everything in life as I am, and you look at, if you see everything that happens to you in your life as the I am in here, your life is going to change. So if you're seeing all these things outside of you that you don't like, that is your I amness. So what is your I amness? I'm poor. I'm always sick. Oh, I really hate life. I never get what I want. I'm so alone. 
I'm always by myself. Whatever your I am-ness is going to reflect out into your world. So if you don't like your world, then change your I am-ness. Change your I am-ness. I am valued. I am loved. I have the most amazing life. I am so powerful. <laughs> Rich is that I am in love. Everything after the words I am is key. If that's the whole basis of the Bible, is our I amness. Everything we're taught is a lie. Everything. And when you read books like this, that can really break things down. Again, the book is called Your Faith is Your Fortune by Neville Goddard. It talks about the Bible and it literally just makes you understand life so much more. Because I, I'm abundant in health and wealth. Because I was at a point where I was just like really not in a good space with um, the religious beliefs and all those things. But when you see it from, I am loved. When you see it from this perspective that the Bible, <laughs> when I say like, oh, I wish there was a manual for how the mind works. And then you read books like this. I'm so grateful for your guidance. Mandy, thank you. I'm worthy of love, health, and wealth. If we walk around as this is our I am-ness, it's going to reflect into our reality. <laughs> Don't affirm that, Ben. Don't affirm that. You say, I am in the most loving and amazing relationship. Because, Ben, if you affirm that as your I am-ness, that's what you're always going to be. So we have to, we have to rewire um, those thoughts. So... Um, I don't remember what I was saying, but this, I'm worthy of wealth, health and wealth. There we go. That is our I, I amness. So if you don't like the I amness of your life, you better change the I amness shit of your life. Is it easy? No, it's not. Do you feel delusional at times? Absolutely. Like when you do your meditations and it says like, you have to live in the state of the wish that you want to be fulfilled. But I don't have it in my reality. So how can I possibly live there? You have a choice. Do you want to live in heaven or do you want to live in hell? Do you want to continue to live in hell of how bad your life is and I never get anything that I want? Or do you want to live in a different perspective? What do you have to lose? If you're already living in misery, what do you have to lose by changing your I am-ness to something that is positive? Even if you don't have it. Even if you don't have it. You choose your heaven or you choose your hell. I now realize that heaven is not a place you go to. It's a state of mind. And so is hell. But through fear in religion, in organized religion, we are taught to fear these things. If you don't do this, you're going to hell. If you don't do that, you're going to be punished. You're going to be punished right here. That's where you're going to be punished. But religion teaches you that something outside of you is going to punish you if you have if you choose to do bad things in life you're going to hell if you choose to do bad things in life chances are you're already living there but we have the choice to make our life what we want it to be we have the choice to take control to regain power of our own lives and to get out of the programming that everything happens outside of us because everything happens on the inside 
and then it reflects the outside or the outside is a reflection of the inside. So if you're constantly in turmoil inside all the time, how do you think your life is going to be great on the outside? You have to see it in your mind and feel it in your heart to be real and it will come to be. That's what I was saying. Like, even if you feel insane, well, I don't have this yet, so I'm pretty delusional. You're living based on what happens in your outside world. Well, I'm not seeing it, so I'm living in lack. Well, I don't have it here in this 3D world, so I'm living, I'm going to continue to live in lack. Well, guess what? Then your reality is going to reflect the lack that you continue to loop in your fucking mind. But if you start to loop the things that you don't see and you're like, well, like I'm just really great. Even if you're grateful, I'm grateful for the plant that I'm looking at. You start to have a more abundant mindset. So more great things are going to start coming to you. Even if it's say you want a relationship and you, you embody it and you, you, you feel delusional, maybe, well, I'm gr- so grateful that I'm loved by my family. Whatever is real, I'm so grateful for my friends. When you start to come from a more abundant place, more abundant things come to you. Feel these things to be real. And the universe will rearrange itself to make that happen for you. Let's leave it at that. I'm going to post this. Um, I think that made it much easier for many of us to understand, including myself. So I'm reading this like, I was reading it yesterday. I was like, oh my God, this is all just smashing my world into a million pieces. So, I hope that everyone has an amazing day and that this was helpful. Um, do you do any public speaking or maybe maybe even a TEDx style? <laughs> not yet, but I'm manifesting. Not the TEDx stuff. I don't want to be with any globalist fucks. But um, definitely manifesting, doing public speaking on this stuff. Um, I'm so grateful for you guys too. So, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Um... These things are going to really help change many lives. These these uh, manuals of life and to reverse the inversion of the things that we're taught. And I think it's just priceless to be able to do this with, with people, with you guys. Because sometimes I don't understand things, then there will be comments of people that like just totally make sense for me. So... Sometimes if I can't make sense out of things, you also help me to make sense out of things that I don't understand. Um, So I'm just grateful for every single one of you that show up. And it's already happening, exactly. So have that mindset. It's already happening. So if you feel delusional in the things that you're visualizing, it's already happening. I don't see it yet, but it's already happening. Don't affirm that you don't see it yet, but it's already happening for me. All of these things are unfolding perfectly. Everything that I want is unfolding perfectly for me. We can leave it on that note. I might be live tonight. Um, I'll see if I can go live with Johnny tonight. We are all a reflection of each other. Have a wonderful, wonderful day or afternoon or evening, depending on where you are in the world. And I will post this, share it, watch it again. Um, Sending so much love.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 